think, you know, obviously we say our number one thing is to learn swimming and safety skills. Um, but beyond that, you know, I would say number one, never swim alone. And even if you are a strong swimmer, it's just not a good idea. Accidents can happen. And so always have a buddy or we call them water watchers and water guardians. So we really recommend that, you know, supervision is just another layer. There's so many layers, but that's a very, very important one is just always knowing that someone's in charge of watching the children in the pool. So there's no distractions. They're not holding a cell phone, talking to a friend. We actually um, have tags, water watcher tags that they can wear. And we recommend 30 minute increments where there's just no interruptions and they are in charge of the pool. They're in charge of the children for that amount of time. And I think that's just the safest way because so many drownings happen when somebody thought someone else was watching their child. It's definitely a balance and it's a work in progress, but um, we have four boys at home and from ages six to 11. And so it's busy and it's been, um, you know, kind of, I, I would say it's been really rewarding being a working mom, but there's definitely times that I feel torn and it's okay, I think, to admit that. And I think my best advice is just to not be too hard on yourself. And, um, you know, there's, you're gonna have good days and bad days and you can't be everything to everyone. And so I try and give myself some grace on those days, but I think it's been really great for them to see me working towards something that I really believe in and something that I'm passionate about. Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. This is your host, Blessing Adeshio, founder and CEO of Mother Honestly. On this show, we interview ambitious women that are thriving in and beyond motherhood. Expect honest and real conversations that will encourage and inspire you to take actions on your dreams. Hello, and thank you for joining the Mother Honestly podcast. I'm Kristen Hall, your host, the CEO of Mother Honestly, and we are proudly recording from the Motor City Woman Studios, the host of the sponsor of the Mother Honestly podcast. And joining me today on the podcast, I'm so thrilled to have is Jenny Houston, who is the proud co-owner of the flagship Goldfish Swim School in Birmingham, Michigan, and Goldfish Swim School Franchising LLC. Uh, it's a great facility that's child-focused to help kids become more confident and safer in and around the water and is focused on designing, executing the brand's proprietary science of swim play curriculum, which Jenny proudly focused and developed that builds safety skills and character through guided play. Jenny, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Good. And we'd love to hear a little bit more. What, you know, what got you down the journey of Goldfish Swim School? What was kind of the catalyst for this idea? Yeah, um, you know, I started swim lessons really early as a child. Um, my parents had us kind of in this community pool program, um, but I didn't have like the best experience, I would say. It was cold water and it wasn't, you know, no toys. The teacher wasn't super friendly. I just remember being shivering in there and um, not having the best memory, but I did end up, you know, continuing swimming throughout um, my childhood and then I ended up actually swimming for the University of Arizona for college. And I had a friend on the team whose parents owned something called a swim school, which I had never honestly heard of. I mean, we just had like community pool lessons when I grew up. And so I was always intrigued by it. I was an early childhood major. And so I just always thought that would be kind of a fun thing to put my two passions together, um, but sort of tabled it um, when I moved back home and um, got a job as a teacher. But one summer I ended up teaching lessons on the side, um, just you know, having a lot of fun with it. And I had a waiting list and I realized that there was such a need for it. And it kind of sparked that idea of the swim school again. And so I talked to my husband about it. I convinced him to go visit uh, my friend and a couple other swim schools around the country just to kind of like see what that whole thing was. And 
we crunched some numbers and we were like, we can actually make a business out of this. And uh, so anyways, in 2006, we decided to open up our first location in Birmingham where we both grew up and um, it's been kind of, you know, a wild ride ever since. And a few years later, we started to franchise and now we have over a hundred locations nationwide and it's been really exciting and we love obviously we're so passionate about the water safety side of things. And so it's, you know, at the time we didn't have kids when we opened it. And I don't know that, you know, we realized that it is such a crazy, um, you know, just the stats are really, really alarming. And so not only do we get to do something we're passionate about, but we know that we're saving lives in the meantime. So we're just, um, yeah, we love what we do. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think definitely as we go into summer, you know, parents really underestimate the, da- the dangers associated with both swimming and open water and just, water safety. Could you tell me a little bit more about what you guys have seen in some of those trends and why water safety is so critical and such an important thing to start early? And even if you haven't started yet, why we need it for kids of any age into adults? Sure. Yeah. Um, You know, I don't think a lot of people know those statistics and children um, ages one to four, it's the number one unintentional injury related death among those ages. And so, you know, that's really alarming. And I don't think that many people realize that. Um, it's also the second leading cause of death for children ages five to 14. And, you know, it's something that's a silent killer. And, you know, I think a lot of kids love the water. And so it's, you know, it's intriguing to them and accidents happen. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, 70% of childhood drownings happen in homes, at homes and backyard pools and when you're least expecting it. And so, you know, especially right now, we're all you know, at home a lot more than we normally would be. And a lot of people are working from home and distracted and it can really be a danger. And so we just, um, you know, need to be diligent. And um, they've done studies that formal swim lessons save um, light, like up to 88% of drownings could be prevented from taking formal swim lessons. And so just knowing that um, really makes it even more important to just get into a learn to swim program um, as soon as possible and as early as possible in my mind. That's amazing. And I think really, you know, you hear about it more and more, especially as you mentioned, your parents are pretty overwhelmed currently with what's going on, trying to manage home and work. Uh, so it's even more critical this summer. And I know so initially, kind of early spring, we didn't think necessarily some of the pools would open up and it's a state by state variation. Um, but we're starting to see now more um, facilities that are opening up and they're taking the necessary precautions with COVID and they've you know, I think they've shown a little bit that there's not as much of a concern with uh, pool exposure of COVID as we saw with other ones. But what kind of measures have you guys taken and are you seeing a good resurgence with people signing up for swim lessons as we return to the summer right? your, sure. at your facilities as well as the other franchises across the nation? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's been um, interesting just because we're in so many different states and it's, you know, there's different regulations and rules in each state and we're just trying to be as safe as possible. We've done a ton of research and, um, you know, we have cleaning protocols in place and we have, you know, instructors wearing um, face shields and masks at the front desk, but on the wet side of things, we're also um, wearing some protective equipment and even looking into some barriers in between children like in our small group lessons um, and lowering ratios um, just traffic flows of in and out of the facility we're being really diligent about that as well and just trying to take as many precautions as possible but knowing that this is still just such an important skill and 
although not all of our locations are open. Um, we're hoping to be by the end of the summer, but we really just needed to be careful with, um, you know, all, we want to keep our customers safe, but if they're willing and ready to come back, we just think these are such important skills to keep up. And, um, you know, it's like anything, if you start playing piano and you practice, practice, practice and give it up for four months, you know, it, you forget to, you start to forget. And so we're just trying to keep that muscle memory going of these important life-saving skills and, just get kids back in the building. And we really have had a great response for the schools that are open. People want to be back. They're really excited to be back. And I think they feel safe and they know that we've taken the proper precautions. So it's been a good response so far. Wonderful. And I know you guys are doing everything you can to support not only your mission of keeping kids safe and building those fundamentals, but also keeping kind of public health at the top of mind. So it's so great that you're doing that. And so for a normal kids, you know, for so parents, you know, we'd hope that everyone's taking water safety very seriously but for those parents that are kind of just starting out on this journey you know what do you recommend for what age they start how long do you usually recommend that they stay in a program what does that normally look like sure yeah we start lessons as early as four months old and we just believe that it's really important that children have a comfort in the water and um, just start to get used to things like water in the face and floating on their back and um, you know it's also a really nice bonding time between parents or even a grandparent or a close family member that can be in the water and do an activity with a baby that's so young there's really not a lot that you can do on land yet and so that's something that they can really bond and the skin-to-skin -skin contact and eye contact um, we found really beneficial and so we start really early we recommend starting early and we've seen it time and time again of just kids that started in our program so long ago, you know, when they were little, little babies, and they just advanced so much faster throughout the program, and they learned to swim because they just, they're not scared to go underwater because it's just always been something they did, you know, and so, um, you know, but not everybody knows that, and not everybody's comfortable starting that early, and so there's never, it's never too late to start, and I would never say, you know, oh, it's too far gone, don't worry about it, but it is, um, you know, I would say you start to deal with kind of the child development stages of when you wait till they're like two or three, you start to kind of get into that <laughs> terrible twos quote, um, you know, just a little bit of power struggles and they can tell you that they don't want to go underwater now, you know, so it's kind of funny. We see all those stages, but um, yeah. And, you know, I would recommend finding, you know, if you have a goldfish near you, great, but not everybody does. And um, I would just find a facility that has small group lessons because, you know, ratios really do matter. I think if there's 10 kids in a class, your child isn't going to get as much instruction and, um, you know, help with their swim skills. And so I would work on that. I would find, you know, trained instructors that have an actual curriculum that they are following because, you know, it, you don't want it just to be playtime, even though we really do follow the science of swim play philosophy. We do believe that children learn through fun. And so we try and incorporate that into our curriculum, but that's mixed in with some safety skills and swim skills and you know we used colorful toys and fun things to get them to learn things and um, take those risks of maybe doing something that they think is scary but we try and do it in a fun way so I would say small group lessons um, friendly <laughs> friendly teachers um, we love the warm water we keep our pools at 90 degrees and the air at 92 and you know it just keeps the kids warm and they're so little and that's never a good experience when they're shivering so I would say um, just find something that works for your family, but it's obviously important just to get into lessons and learn those life-saving skills. Great, great points. And that, yes, definitely the warm water makes a very big difference, I think, for right. everyone's experience. And you have, because you started this before you had kids, your mother now yourself, you know, how, how have you grown the business as well as kind of integrating being, you know, a working mom and um, showing, you know, your kids kind of what the ropes are of, balancing that between being a, a career parent as well as uh, home and, you know, mom when they need mom. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, 
it's definitely a balance and it's a work in progress, but um, we have four boys at home and from ages six to 11. And so it's busy and it's been, um, you know, kind of, I, I would say it's been really rewarding being a working mom, but there's definitely times that I feel torn and it's okay, I think, to admit that. And I think my best advice is just to not be too hard on yourself. And, um, you know, there's, you're going to have good days and bad days and you can't be everything to everyone. And so I try and give myself some grace on those days, but I think it's been really great for them to see me working towards something that I really believe in and something that I'm passionate about. And they know that I love my job and they know we talk about it all the time that, you know, if they are upset or, you know, sad that we have to go to work or something. And we always kind of try and remind them of our mission that we really are doing this to save children's lives. And it's such an important thing uh, that needs to be spread is the word of water safety. And so they, I think they get it and they realize that we have to make some sacrifices, but we also try and make a lot of time for family time, you know, on Friday nights, I feel like is kind of our night as a family and we do movie nights and we stay home. And most of the time we're just, um, you know, hang as a family when we can. But I think it's important for them to see us working hard and have those conversations. And even now with everything going on with the pandemic and they've heard us because we're both working from home, you know, talking business a lot more. And it's actually funny. They, they're really into it and they're intrigued by it. And I think it's just, we're hopefully setting a good example of working hard and working towards something that you believe in and that you're passionate about. That's great. And I know you, you guys did an interesting approach with goldfish while some of the facilities could not be open you guys did kind of an online series goldfish at home as well as kind of virtual what was the development of that like was it a big change from kind of always being in person how did that come about sure yeah we did um you know with the stay-at-home orders we realized that we had to innovate and adapt and so we wanted to provide something and so we decided to come up with an online video series which is on our youtube page at just the goldfish um school YouTube page and it's called Goldfish at Home and it's free virtual dry land swim lessons that are designed to teach these important water safety skills and they develop confidence with swimming techniques and they maintain the help and really we help I hope you know maintain this momentum that these kids have all worked on so hard and there's a lot of kids that were just getting over the hump of maybe putting their face in for the first time or learning how to float on their back for the first time and with taking four months off you know we just didn't want them to lose those really important skills and so I actually use my own kids in the videos and it's me in my living room just filming kind of a, a full lesson. We do have some that are longer, kind of more of like a 20 to 30 minute lesson that you can really follow step by step. And then there's other shorter ones now that we've been coming out with that are more like 10 minute snippets of just real reminders, but we also put themes to them. So we have, you know, um, nature week and we had ocean week. And so we try and make it fun with animation on the screen and just exactly how we run our lessons because we do have those celebration themes, we call them. So we try to make it fun where we're, you know, kicking away from sharks and just making it fun so that the kids are engaged, but that we're still working on reminding them of those important skills. And hopefully they can pick those back up when they get back in the pool. I love that. And I think it's an interesting point that, you know, a lot of people are struggling and they're having discussions about how will our kids remember the pandemic and what will come out of that. So I love that. Why are you incorporating your own kids, you know, in these videos? So that's something they're going to remember during this time, but it's also giving, you know, parents an outlet for that to kind of keep building on those skills that they had started with and focusing that energy as we're trying to find ways to uh, keep everyone entertained at this time. Um, and so I always like to ask our podcast guests, and I know it's changed a little bit kind of from the start of 2020 was supposed to be this big phenomenal year and it, it isn't a different way, I think. Um, but what, 
what, what are you guys hoping to accomplish kind of with the rest of 2020? You also would love to hear your thoughts because we've heard a lot more recently for women about the benefits of franchising. Um, what thoughts do you have on either of those topics, kind of what you guys are doing for 2020 and then franchising for women? Sure. Yeah. You know, 2020 is, um, I would say, a work in progress again, because it's just nobody knows what the future holds right now. And so we are trying to be adaptable and we're trying to be quick on our feet and just really continue with our mission in the best way possible, but also just being creative of how we do that, whether our schools are open, whether they're not, whether they have to be at lower capacities. Um, You know, there's all sorts of things changing right now, and we've really had to kind of adapt to a really uncertain time. And so I think we're just being flexible now and our teams have been amazing with working together. I mean, nobody's together. So we're all on Zoom calls just like everybody else and we're trying to figure this thing out, but it's been really great. I feel like it's brought our franchisees together. It's brought our teams together and we're just working to be creative and innovative. And so I think innovation is 2020. Um, I would say as far as, um, yeah, as far as franchising, um, you know, we felt like that was the way to go for us. I know it's not for everyone, but we were approached by uh, somebody who wanted to invest in our brand after we had opened our first one, my husband and I, and we went back and forth on whether we just wanted to do corporate owned and maybe bring on a partner or if we would rather franchise. And the more we thought about it, um, and maybe it's my husband's personality, he's such a systems guy. And so he just likes having systems and everything runs the same. And so we decided really just to document, 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 like for a year, just every single thing we did, every single process we did and go the franchise route. And that's been really beneficial for us because we would not have had the capital to expand this quickly um, with just our own funds or even if we just had one or two. So this was a way to kind of get out there and really reach the most children possible in the quickest amount of time uh, was to bring on franchisees. And it's, you know, has its challenges, but it's also bringing so many smart people together and some of our best ideas on, you know, from our swim school have come from franchisees and they're really smart, creative people as well. And we take their advice. And I think that we're kind of a team, it's a team effort. And so it's been really great for us and our brand and um, we're continuing to grow. We have um, a bunch more stuff hoping to open soon, but with construction delays and all that's going on, you know, we're probably going to, Throw the growth a little bit this year but we're still you know pushing forward and people are still interested and we're still selling franchises so that's exciting that's amazing and how can people get in touch with you if they're interested about franchising opportunities down the road sure goldfishsomeschool.com is the best place to check it out and we have a whole franchising website um, you know attached to that that they can check out and get any any information they'd like that's amazing. And I know we may you guys do a very great campaign focused on swim safety um, and we're gearing up for the summer. So it's even, you know, kicking off in May is very important with it being National Swim Safety Month. Um, but you guys, this is something you focus on all year with May kind of being the culmination. But as we go into the summer, you know, is there any other kind of tips for people that even when their kids are near water, um, not necessarily in a swimming pool but fashion, but if open water it's always kind of a we're out exploring you know what do you recommend parents or friends of parents keep in mind as they're watching kids you know from young age even up to you know teenagers right yeah i mean i think you know obviously we say our number one thing is to learn swimming and safety skills um but beyond that you know i would say number one never swim alone and even if you are a strong swimmer it's just not a good idea. Accidents can happen. And so always have a buddy or we call them water watchers and water guardians. So 
we really recommend that, you know, supervision is just another layer. There's so many layers, but that's a very, very important one is just always knowing that someone's in charge of watching the children in the pool. So there's no distractions. They're not holding a cell phone, talking to a friend. We actually um, have tags, water watcher tags that they can wear. And we recommend 30 minute increments where there's just no interruptions and they are in charge of the pool. They're in charge of the children for that amount of time. And I think that's just the safest way because so many drownings happen when somebody thought someone else was watching their child. And um, so that's really important. I would say wear a US Coast Guard approved life jacket around, you know, I would say unpredictable waters. And I don't, I would say I don't recommend putting floaties on your children 24 seven because uh, we've done a lot of research on it and it really does give children a false sense of security and they think they know how to swim and because they've always had a floaty on and so when a parent's not watching they can jump in when really they never you know learn the proper body position to float because we say unfortunately floaties and those pedal jumpers put children in a drowning position which is a vertical position and we really work hard on children learning how to float in a horizontal position and so you really want to work hard but of course, those are helpful and a lot of parents use them, but if you do have a water watcher or somebody really in charge of those children, then you can make sure that they're safe without something like that on. But I do recommend the US Coast Guard approved life jacket when they're on boats or around water, or you know, you really just need to make sure that they have something on that could help them float. Um, you know, and just follow the pool rules and really talk about pool rules because we, we say there's just not a part of the conversation enough. I mean, we talk about car safety and seatbelt safety and don't cross the road until, you know, the light changes and all those things. And it's just, um, we don't talk about water safety enough. And so I would say on your way to the pool or on your way to the beach, really remind your children of, you know, you're not allowed to go in the pool alone. You need to wait for mom and dad and, um, you know, all of whatever rules there are at the pool, just be sure that they're following them and they're you know, aware of them and you're talking about them. It's just a conversation that we need to be having more. Um, another thing I would say just lastly is pool alarms and pool fences are so important. So a four-sided fence and pool alarms uh, are definitely just another layer that can really help out um, save lives. Jenny, thank you so much for having these conversations. They're tough things to talk about because it can be scary, but I think with, you know, as you guys have laid out the proper knowledge, the proper training, you know, we can take something that could be scary and, you know, have these conversations, talk about it like we do with car safety and all that. I will make sure this summer that I am designating water watchers. I really like that concept. It's not something I've heard before and making sure that's something that I adapt into my household and with my friends. And I'm very excited to get my toddler back in the water. We're looking forward to resuming our lessons soon. So thank you so, so much for being a guest on the podcast. Thank you for all that Goldfish Swim School is doing to advocate for our kids and teach parents and kids the necessities that they need that's gonna last their lifetime. So thank you guys for all that you're doing. And I hope that you and your family stay safe and stay well and enjoy the summer. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And you as well. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into the Mother Honestly podcast. If you want more relevant content for the ambitious mom, head on over to motherhonestly.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Mother Honestly. Love our podcast? We want to hear from you. Please rate and review our podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. We love growing at Mother Honestly and your reviews help us grow. Stay safe, stay well, and always stay ambitious.